Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea. For the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Revelations 12, 12. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Legion of Michael podcast. Welcome back to the show. We took a bit of time off uh, to travel and to celebrate the birth of a brand new grandchild. That grandchild, she was a little bit stubborn. She showed up late, but that's okay. Better late than never. But uh, the grandbaby and mom are both doing fantastic. And the baby is healthy and alert and and is a champion eater and pooper. So everything is great there uh, on the the family front. So that's that's why we didn't have a new Legion of Michael in the last couple of weeks because uh, we were on the road. We traveled and went to spend time with the kids and the, the grandkids and so forth. But I'm back. Thank you to all of you guys who shared the show uh, recently, who left, whether it was a review or whether you shared it with a friend or a neighbor or a coworker or whatever. Thank you very much. Thank you to everybody who purchased the Legion of Michael book. Now, that first verse, those of you metal fans know that that's not the first time we've used it. It's from the book of Revelations. And essentially, it says, the, the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows his time is short. He knows his time is short, so he's working harder. He's working even harder than before to deceive us. Let's go back to the book of Revelations. Uh, Revelations 13, verses 16 through 18. And the second beast required all people, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. The name of the beast or the number of its name. Here is a call for wisdom. Let the one who has insight calculate the number of the beast. For it is a humor, it is a number of man, and that number is 666. Now, if you're an Iron Maiden fan, you know this. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. The number is 666. And what's, what I find hilarious about that is um, how the, the band Iron Maiden put Bible uh, verses in their, in their songs. 
<laughs> and the the Southern Baptist ministers went after him for being Satanists. And they're like, yeah, but that's 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 a warning. That that was a warning, like against the power and influence of the devil. So whatever. You say, okay, that's that's nice, Paul, and I know that, and I know that's that's in the Bible. Uh, but you know, I don't really see that happening in the really real world. Oh, okay, you don't. I got you. Would you believe that there's an organization right now called the World Economic Forum that is attempting to use the COVID crisis and other crises? Uh, these are the uber-rich elites. They're trying to push us towards a one-world currency. Now, this one-world currency, a lot of people say, oh, well, who cares? I mean, that's great. You're, look what Europe did with the euro. That's a fantastic thing. Uh, a, Europe... The European Union is a socialist organization, then that's not good. Uh, and the euro is based on, well, it's it's funny money. Uh, people say, oh, well, one word currency, that means that everyone in the world will use dollars or everyone in the world will use euros or everyone in the world. And people have this image that they're going to be issued paper notes or little gold coins that are one-world currency coins or notes. Aha, no, no, no. No, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to the advent of the Internet, uh, you won't get paper money or gold money or coins or metal money. No, that's going to be done away with. What you'll have is you'll have a card. You'll have essentially a Republic Credit debit card. We say, okay, great. Well, I'll just have all my money on that card, and it'll be in my bank, and I can spend it whenever I want or however I want. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, the idea of the one-world currency and the the world debit card, whatever they're going to call it, is not that you can have it and use it however you want. No, you see, it will be programmable. Programmable? Yes, you see, the one-world currency is put in place to ensure fairness. They're going to make sure that you are not allowed or able to hoard or buy things that you shouldn't have. Say, oh, that kind of sounds like uh, Revelations thirteen seventeen, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. Yeah, you see, with the one-world currency scheme... You will not be allowed to buy or sell unless that sale or purchase has been approved. You say, oh, I don't believe you, Paul. And I say, okay, you don't believe me. There's a, a gentleman named J.P. Sears, and J.P. started out as a comedian and found himself in a position where he needed to inform the world of what's going on. And he recently released a video about Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and well, their plans. I want you to listen to just a little bit uh, of what he says here, and he, he breaks it down. Now, the entire link is in the show notes. If you want, it's a 15-minute video. I'm not going to play all 15 minutes, but I want you to listen to what he has to say. And pretend to be concerned about climate change. Klaus and the World Economic Forum want a worldwide digital ID system that determines your access to goods and services. It would monitor your online behavior, purchases, and biometrics. It kind of seems like he just wants to do away with the whole democratic process and give all the power to the state and whoever runs the state, the deep state. 
So there's that. So they want a one-world currency so they can monitor. So someone else, a representative of the state, can monitor everything you buy. And when they monitor everything you buy, they can determine, well, if, if you think you're going to buy, if you're going to buy things that the state doesn't think you should have, like you, you've already bought enough beef or chicken or meat, you don't need that much. So you're not going to be able to buy more. We'll make sure that you nasty conservative type folks aren't hoarding because hoarding is not fair. And so we can prevent hoarding just by controlling the money. You say, oh, well, okay. I, I hear you there, Paul, but that's that's not that big of a deal. I mean, we can get along with that. Mm, okay. Uh, Klaus Schwab and his team are putting people into place in your governments who believe in this one world, this world economic forum, the one world order, uh, the International Monetary Fund, and so forth, which will be ruled by the most, the elite of the elite, the richest of the rich. Now, I want you to listen as JP points out who actually these people are who want to control every single thing you do in every aspect of your life. It's who's arguably currently involved in crimes against humanity. And Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who's arguably currently involved in crimes against humanity. What a great lineup. But my favorite economic forum speaker of all time is this reptile, Klaus Schwab's top advisor, Dr. Yuval Noah Harari. Let's see what he has to say. Data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Elites hacking organisms and re-engineering life itself? Like people? Well, he's not talking about doing that to people, is he? Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. Well, I guess he was talking about doing that to people. Hmm. All people, to be specific. How, and what is if how we're indeed do that? we succeed in hacking and engineering life, this will be not just the greatest revolution in the history of humanity. This will be the greatest revolution in biology since the very beginning of life four billion years ago. For four billion years, nothing fundamental changed. Not playing God, are you? Because that usually works out super well. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some God above the clouds. Oh, you are playing God. Say more. Evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds. But our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. Gosh, you wouldn't by chance have a plan in place on how... Wow. So from their own words, 
from their own words, out of their own mouths, they, they are saying, at this, in this World Economic Forum where this gentleman is speaking, is not some crazy, radical, basement group of, of fringe, lunatic leftists. No, the audience is filled with world leaders, Justin Trudeau, uh, Tony Blair, Macron, Manny Macron from France, Joe Biden was there, and of course a whole bunch of rich Hollywood elites and so forth. So they're saying, look, we're smarter than God. We're going to fix humans. We're going to re-engineer humans. How are they going to do that? How do you suppose they're going to re-engineer humans? The hubris, the, the sheer hubris and arrogance of this organization that believes that it is smarter than God. Not some God in the clouds that all you stupid, you little silly peasants. No, our clouds, the Microsoft cloud. That's how we're going to control the people. So we're going to genetically engineer humans. And how do you suppose they're going to do that? How do you suppose that they would go about genetically re-engineering humans and then forcing, once they're re-engineered, then they'll be forced to use a one-world currency so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. Sounds kind of revelations biblical here, doesn't it? And there's, I put a link in here. I'm not going to go into it, but for those of you doubting Thomases out there, uh, from the World Economic Forum's own website, is it time for a true global currency? They want this very badly. They want very badly to institute a one-world currency, a social credit system that monitors every single thing, not just that you purchase, but that you look up and research. So if you open your laptop or your phone and you start looking up things that the state does not approve of, of which they do not approve, well, they're going to let you know about it. They're already doing this in China, in case you guys didn't know. China already has a social credit system where if you do things or say things or post things or share things online, of which the Chinese Communist Party does not approve, then they'll shut your money off. They will turn off the card and you will starve. Unless you get back on the path, put your head down, and do what your masters want you to do. That's already going on in China, and that is what they want for the entire world. I'm going to go back to Exodus for you guys. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the waters below. Ladies and gentlemen, amend, or not amendment one, I'm back in my, my political uh, bill of rights. Commandment one doesn't say, well, if Klaus Schwab and the leaders of the World Economic Forum, the Bidens and the Trudeaus and the Macrons, if they tell you, if they command you, well, then you have to listen to them first. 
If they command you to get the mystery shot so that they can, according to their own words, re-engineer you genetically, you have to do that. No, that's not what it says. Now, I know there's some confusion. There's a little bit, you know, when we read our Bibles, you're like, man, Paul, I I read the Bible. I read Old Testament. I read New Testament, you know, and there seems to be some contradiction. For instance, the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament tells the Christians, I think it was in Corinthians. If it wasn't in Corinthians, it was in one of the Inthians or the Asians or, you know, whatever, that they should be subservient to civil authority. And so people would say, well, I mean, if, Biden and and Trudeau and all these these guys they're, they're civil authorities and they said we have to take this genetic uh, experiment we have to participate in this genetic experiment where we take the gift that God has given us our very own body and and what does it say in the very beginning that we were created in His image well they want us. They want to alter us. They want to take the image that God created, and they want to change that for their own purposes. And Paul says in the New Testament that we have to be subservient to civil authority. Yeah, but they also call on civil authority to be God's representatives here on earth. And it doesn't sound to me as these men are behaving as God's representatives here on earth. It sounds a little bit to me like Klaus Schwab and his minions are behaving as Satan's representatives here on this earth. It sounds to me like they're doing the work of Satan. Now, if you don't believe that, then don't have to believe it and move on with your life. But ladies and gentlemen, what did we learn from not just the New Testament, but the Old Testament, the the entire Bible? If the state says you have to choose us first over God, you are to choose your God first over the whims and the wills of the state. In the book of Daniel, they said, you have to worship the king. The king is your God, you must worship him. And Daniel's like, no, actually, you worship the Lord your God first and only. Not the king, not the czar, not the president, not the governor. We do not worship men. They are not our gods. They're like, well, if you don't do what we say, we're going to punish you. If you don't bow down and worship the state, if you don't bow down and worship the men sitting in the big chairs in the state, then we're going to punish you. Daniel said, okay, I guess that's the way it's going to be. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego said, okay, I guess that's how it's going to be. The apostles, the apostles died horrible deaths. Why? You see, the apostles were all martyred. The apostles were martyred for Christ, but why were they martyred? Were they martyred because they followed Paul's, and I'm not trying to attack the apostle Paul, whose name I share, uh, but they were commanded, stop talking about this Jesus guy. If you don't stop talking about this Jesus guy, we're going to throw you in prison. And they said, okay, I guess I'm going to prison. So they went to prison, and then they got out of prison. And they kept talking about this Jesus guy. And they kept preaching the gospel. And the state, the men of the state said, we told you to stop doing that. Now we're going to kill you. Now, for those who say you have to be subservient, you know, what did Paul say? He said, you got to obey the civil leaders. Well, in that case, when they came to Peter and Stephen 
uh, Stephen being the first martyr, when they came to them and said, hey, we are the civil authorities, and we command you to shut your mouth about this Jesus guy. If we listen, you know, if we take what Paul said blindly uh, without analyzing, it would be like, yeah, well, the civil authority said to shut up about Jesus, so... And we have to obey the civil authority because, you know, in the Bible, it said that God put the king there. So the king says, shut up about Jesus. Stop trying to convert people. So, ergo, we have to stop. I mean, that's that's what it says, right? No, it says, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. God comes first and foremost and number one. And if the state ever forces you into a position where you have to choose between your God and them, there is no choice. There is no choice. Well, actually, there is, because God gave you free will. Because God loved you so much as his children, he gave you free will. And part of that free will is making the wrong choice. But I'm telling you this. If you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to be a child of God, if you're going to remember who your father is, then there is no choice. And when the men of the world command you to worship them first and, yeah, later, and then they mock God, God will not be mocked. God, our father, you slimy reptilian scumbags in the World Economic Forum, Our God will not be mocked. The representatives of Satan are out there right now today in our faces mocking our faith and mocking our God. But it's okay. Do you know why it's okay? Because his time is short. His time is short. And Michael the archangel and his armies will cast Satan down. They will destroy Satan. And you and I will receive our reward. But you have to be strong. You have to hold to your faith. You have to understand that Satan is real, and every single day he is trying to deceive you. He will never stop trying to deceive you. And that's why I'm here to help you out, to give you encouragement. That's why God has given me this black carbon steel microphone to talk to you guys out there. Satan is real, and every day he is attempting to deceive you. Don't let him do it. He's And, and their, Satan and his minions are coming on with a full court press. little basketball lingo for you there. And why is that? Why is it that Satan and his minions are doubling down on their pressure to you to get you to cave and collapse and accept their control and their rule? Because he knows the time is short. And we have understanding. Yes, indeed, we do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you shall have no other gods before me. And that includes the World Economic Forum and Biden and Trudeau and Klaus Schwab and his reptilian minions. Hold fast to your faith and remember to pray. We're going to pray the warrior's prayer together right now. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and the skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil 
the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen.